Good afternoon, everybody. I am super excited to be coming to you on a mo another Monday. I was going to say Monday morning, but it's Monday afternoon in Melbourne. Uh, it seems like I've already been, um, it's already Tuesday. We got up at 5 a.m. this morning to travel across to the West for our very first event for 2020. Our tour begins tomorrow, so we're over in Perth and uh, it's really only just hit 2 p.m. Uh, here. We're all set up and I feel like I'm doing another day. Um, it always feels like the first day is till one o'clock and the second day is till um, the end of the day and then we've got our event here. So we're all set up downstairs, um, everything's organized and uh, we're gonna enjoy the rest of the afternoon and doing all the normal Monday things. So part of my Monday routine is to bring you my live with Nat and today coming a bit later than 9 a.m. Melbourne time. Um, I actually thought about content, I had time to think about it rather than last minute in the shower and I thought today we'll talk about uh, value uh, and systems, um, how that will ultimately get you to success and what some people do and mistakes that they make um, and also how to go about creating these. So I wanted to, what I wanted to do is first of all define what what I see as a value, how I would define value, how I would define a system, then um, I'm gonna uh, talk about how do you create these um, for your clients and ultimately what are constant mistakes that I see people make um, in the marketplace when they're promoting themselves, their services, their products and all that kind of stuff. So if you're enjoying this, yeah, give me a love heart or a thumbs and share it and comment or ask questions because I'm able to monitor everything happening here in front of my screen. I've even set up this um, hotel room so the lights in the correct direction because it looks super dark. So I've just rearranged all the furniture um, so you can see me nice and clear. Okay, so thank you, Amanda. Thank you for all the love. Um, all right, so what is value? Um, well, when I think about value, um, when I'm a customer of someone's, um, I think about, you know, would I, you know, how much time and money would I have to um, spend to solve this problem or complete this task for myself um, versus if I was going to invest in someone else to help me do it, you know, do I see value in it? And how we see value in things is different for every single person because we also value different things in our lives. We all have a different hierarchy of values. You know, some people value health a lot more, therefore they're going to spend a lot more time and money towards health products, activewear, um, gym memberships, um, you know, a home gym, all that kind of stuff. Other people um, value their business and their education highly, so they're going to spend a lot of time on personal development seminars, um, uh, reinvesting everything to uh, continue um, building their business. Hey, Zelda, and um, and other people might value a lot, uh, um, you know, their relationships and their families. So therefore, they might invest a lot of their time and money on creating experiences, spending time with their family, going on holidays together, like just all of those lifestyle kind of things. So value is kind of in the um, in the eye of the beholder. So, but the key thing when we look to provide value from our business to who whom our ideal client is, is literally to address a pain point that our ideal client has that it would be a waste of their time and money to try to solve this 
on their own. Or maybe it would be impossible for them to solve it to their, uh, on their own because they may be too close to the problem, okay? So how does it address a pain point that a certain audience that you're looking to attract is going to be willing to spend money to have solved? So ultimately also, it needs to promise that we're gonna, um, I'm going to support you in saving you time and money and that is why the investment is so overweighs, um, you know, what this problem looks like for you. So this is what our businesses need to communicate to other people. If it's going to, how do you make someone else's life easier? Start to think about that. Where is the pain and are people in the marketplace willing to invest in it? Because not every single target market may be able to invest in um, your product or, or service. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is say, I can solve anyone's problem. I can work with um, everyone. Like everyone has this problem. That is kind of like a very wishy-washy and fluffy way to go about promoting your business. You need to, um, as you go through business, and initially you might feel like you need to say that because you're actually not very clear on who you're trying to attract. Because when you know who you're trying to attract, when you meet this person in front of you, as I will be meeting lots of people in my workshop, I've got 50 people coming to this Perth workshop tomorrow, and I can guarantee you from the moment they walk in and I actually register my own clients because I want to meet them, shake their hand and say hello a few words, I can tell from the way they are and what they say to me if they are my ideal client. And not every single one of those 50 people, even though they've been targeted, through Facebook ads and keywords and age groups and interests and all that kind of stuff, they're still not all going to be my ideal client, okay? I'm very clear of who that ideal client is. It's not everyone who wants to write a book. Absolutely not. It's not those people who just want to get rich from selling books. I don't want those. I want people who want to think big. They want to think leverage. They actually want to know how can I make a shitload of money without selling a single copy of my book? That's the people I'm looking for because we know, I know for a fact the money is not in the book. I know that the money is in the leverage, in the speaking, in the opportunities, in the authority level um, that it gives you and the nurturing and the relationship, the trust, the familiarity that it builds to then get people to actually pay you to solve their problem. Because purely from a book, you ain't going to solve um, their problem. They need to do more deeper work. So this is where the system comes in. So what I love about books is that this is the first place where you will um, be communicating or delivering or explaining a system of solving a particular problem. And this is why in my workshops and with my clients, I'm recommending 12 steps, 12 chapters. Why? Because a system has a start and an end. And usually it comes in a step-by-step, -step, a formula, and it's something that can be replicated time and time again to get the same result for different people, right? So this way, you're not also going to run your system just one-on-one. -on -one. You're going to be running it one-to-many, and you're going to be helping a lot more people than just purely, you know, the next person, the next client that comes to see you. So when you have a system, and we like to call this a signature system, because ultimately if you have written about it and pulled it together, you're the one that is going to be able to refine it 
and improve it. And also people like to know when they invest in something that there's going to be a start and an end point. They don't want the feeling of, oh, this is never going to end. There's just like a never-ending date. Oh, we can keep going. We can just coach you. I can coach you. I don't know how long it's going to be for. So when you sell an actual system and a start and an end point, it's kind of like nicely packaged up in a box. If you can imagine that virtual box, that is a system that has step one, step two, da da da, da. here's the problem, here's the solution. This is how we bridge it through these 10 or 12 steps or six, whatever it is. Um, it is the thing that's going to provide shortcuts, that's going to save people time, and you are going to keep working on it to better it and improve it. What my system was at retreat number one for ultimate 48-hour author and what it is now at retreat 28, it's it's been kind of rehashed and reworked and improved and made faster and better and more streamlined, there's more templates, there's more resources. There's so much, so much more value, again, adding into it. Um, and and therefore, what it also um, lends itself to increasing your price. And of course, with more results on the board, um, you have more credibility and you find it a lot easier to enlist and um, enroll new clients. Value, back to value. Now, value is not a calculation. Value is a feeling, okay? What... Does someone feel like, how have you made them feel? What's the experience that they have had with you? What is it that you do that other people don't do? And how do you provide the most delightful customer service? How do your clients feel? Do your clients feel like they're the only client that you have on your books? Yeah? How do you end up creating such a, uh, such a feeling within your business? Yeah, let me see something. Oh, what else I've, I'll put in here? Yeah, so so just a couple. I just want to read out some of my dot points. So value addresses a pain point, solves a problem people are willing to invest in. Um, you end up giving people a lot more than what they pay for. So so you you stack the value through bundling and packaging and continuing to support. Um, you provide an experience. A feeling. It's a feeling, not a calculation. It saves people time um, or money, and also really important in value when you're providing is how do you uh, yeah create the support and the community around what you do. How do you um, uh, get people to be within the same um, like-minded space with people who are doing um, something similar or they're on this uh, on a similar journey as um, as each other? It's really really important. I think the um, uh, the feeling of community and people solving a problem together can um, bring in uh, that extra level of accountability and support that you alone cannot just give. So do I provide certain, a certain level of accountability and support, but there's only one of me and there's 500 of my authors in my author family, right? But if I... Um, the, the, them together, someone posts a group, a question or in a group or whatever it is, and there's 10 other people who go and answer stuff, all of a sudden the value stacks from that supporting community of people who've already perhaps solved that problem or um, or know a bit about, you know, how they can solve it. System. So a system, remember, has steps. It can be replicated one too many. You do need to improve it over time um, to make it better, faster and easier for people to use. It does provide shortcuts. So everything that you put in your system should be a shortcut 
that other people haven't worked out how to do yet. But because you have the um, ability of hindsight or you've been through it yourself, that's how you can give people the shortcuts and make it a lot faster for them. And remember, it's got a start and a finish point, okay? Tell me if this is valuable for you guys because I'm hoping that I am adding value um, so that you can reverse engineer, which is that we are about to get into reverse engineering your system. So how do you create value in a system? Okay, so you st first of all, if you don't have, say, life experience or you haven't solved the problem for yourself and figured out shortcuts and you haven't got the benefit of hindsight, you know how you start? You start to read and study something that you love and have an interest in and you read everything on that. Read it. Pick up points you love. Pick up things that um, interest you and start to put together. Hey, Christine, um, start to put together your own flavor around solving a particular problem. Do not copy others because we're all an amalgamation of what we've read, what mentor we worked with. Um, someone said something, a quote was being said there. You know, we've picked up this one way of doing something and all of a sudden we've blended all of these learnings, lessons and all that and it has become your signature system, right? Because nothing in this world is new. Everything is repackaged and made sexier for today's marketplace. Even people like Tony Robbins and, and Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy studied from the uh, people in personal development before them uh, because we know Tony Robbins studied from Brian Tracy and Jim Rohn and a lot of some of the stuff that he teaches is very similar the way G Jim Rohn or Tra uh, uh, Brian Tracy was said, but he says it in his Tony Robbins flavor. He doesn't say it in how Jim Rohn would, um, would deliver it or, or, or Brian Tracy. They have their own flavor. So he's not a copycat, but he has learned it made sense of it, maybe tweaked it a bit, thought about it and delivers it in his own style. So it's really, really, really important to um, uh, bring up everything. Don't be a copy. Study, create something. Step away. After you've learnt enough, you know, step away, let it sort of digest and all that sort of stuff and start to create something, um, you know, that is unique and your signature system. Okay, test and measure is another thing is, okay, you might bring out a system, but it may not be spot on to begin with. I mean, nothing's ever spot on, but you can certainly, when you begin to execute or deliver a system like I did initially, the ultimate 48 hour author system, as I say, I'm kind of embarrassed at what it was back in day one, but I didn't know any better. I, I knew what I, I knew at the time and I thought it was the best at the time. Have I improved every single retreat? Absolutely, and I've learned how not to do, and I've learned what to um, omit what to bring in, how to prepare my authors better, what to have set up so that everything is a lot more streamlined and what people I need to employ in order to not go crazy because it gets busier and busier every single year. So um, your own experience results. Um, so how do you create it? If you have your own experience results, reverse engineer the steps of what you did and then communicate that as the beginning of the system and then on top of that, and what I like to do is I got, so this is how I did it. Um, my own experience and results with my first seven ultimate secrets to weight loss book. And then I went off and studied. And to this day, I read lots of books on writing books, on marketing books. I, I read other people's stuff just to get, oh, one hot idea from here. Yeah, I haven't tried that. Maybe I should try that. I then try it, do it for myself and see what works. And then I can communicate and teach it. As they say, what do they say? Is learn it, do it, teach it. 
that's kind of what I'm talking about here. Your own experience results. Learn it, do it, teach it. Don't just learn it and, and teach it. It's certainly really important to do the middle step for yourself. Right, right, right. So uh, my last point is how do you create this? You need to write stuff. Book is a perfect starting point to launch a system. And this is why I always say to my clients, look, your book is kind of like in two parts. Part one is your story, but part two is your system, okay? And this is the system that people are going to invest in. Yes, they're interested in your story and if you're credible enough to help them solve this problem because they want to know how you understand me and I can relate to you. But very important is to then present the system and the steps so that they can replicate it and what you know what's in it for me. That's addressing that particular question. It's great to know your story, but what's in it for me? How can I do this for myself? So make sure you don't keep it up here in your head that you write, 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 write everything. Get it out of your head. It's not helping anyone just staying there and, um, and, and festering and taking it to the grave. All right, last of all, I want to cover off mistakes people make, and I see it happen all of the time, where they don't implement this value plus system equals success, and they don't go about creating. So um, number one mistake, people sell a whole lot of fluff. Okay, um, fluff that doesn't talk to anyone, uh, doesn't address a pain point. They're trying to attract any anyone that um, would pay any attention to, um, you know. Uh, and a lot of the time, this happens in, in personal development. You know, would you like to have the greatest life on your own? Fulfill all your desires. Dr live your dream lifestyle. What is that? What the hell is that? Like it doesn't say anything. You can fulfill your dream lifestyle and um, live the life of your dream and have balance in life and all that kind of stuff um, in many different ways. Yeah? Yeah, you can do it through better relationships. You can do it through uh, feeling healthier and better uh, about yourself. You can do it by growing your own business, making the money and then creating a lifestyle. You know what I mean? Um, that is the thing you got to sell. Those kind of things. What Through what? What particular? Not just live your dream life. Live your dream life. It's different for everybody and everyone. Remember what we said at the beginning of this call? Everyone has different values. So how everyone will achieve their dream life will be a different route. For some people will be having an amazing relationship with their children and their partner. For other people, it's having amazing health. For other people, will be having an amazing career and business. Okay? So everyone will... Uh, don't be fluffy. Bottom line is cut the fluff and find a niche where you can solve a problem and you can help people actually do achieve. Like when I have my authors hold their book and I get told, um, Nat, you've changed my life, you know, because I always say it's not about writing your first book, it's about the person you become at the other end of it. You don't know that yet. You think you want to write a book, yeah? And that's what I market, write a book. But I know ultimately I want them to have a transformational experience. It's the person they become at the other end of it that actually I'm after. But I'm not telling them that yet because they'll find out for themselves. And ultimately, I'll get to the fluffy bit, but at the front end, I'm going for what keeps them awake at night. I want to write my book. I want to write my book. I want to write my book. Yeah. So I hope you get that. You sell to the ego. You give to the soul. That's a little quote I came up with a few years ago. You know, you know, sell them what they want, give them what they need is another way of saying it. But I like that. Sell to the ego, give to the soul because they get their transformation. So don't sell the transformation at the front because people are not aware they need transformation. People are not aware that they 
they they need to uh, um, work on themselves and and sort out their BS limiting beliefs and all that kind of stuff. All right, next one. Um, mistakes they make. Uh, I think they can help everyone. So um, you know, everything. Everyone that walks needs the solution to my the, the with the service that I provide. That's that's just again more fluff. Um, so don't do that. Pick who that person is. Are they 45, two kids, husband, employed, 80k a year income? They like um, going to sport. They like reading uh, fiction. Blah blah blah. Whatever that is, work it out. I know who my person is and I know what they like because guess what? My ideal client is me nine years ago. That's who it was. Nine, seven to nine years ago. And it evolves as I grow more and more and more. Okay, leave, um, um, the next mistake is leave things open-ended. So you leave things open-ended. You don't give people a start and a finish point and they kind of go, what the hell? How long am I going to have to pay, be paying this person for this service, right? How long am I going to pay them? Like five minutes, five, uh, five days, five years? And therefore, no one's going to like engage with you in an open-ended kind of non-finishing relationship. Sell a system. That doesn't mean you can't upsell and upgrade and do more and all this kind of stuff. But first of all, you need to sell the system and the package that has a start and an end point. You know, I have a client who I had a short session with. I have a catch-up with her once a month. She's been my client like for six years. Like she's still from my one-on-one days and I love her to death. And I, I don't do any one-on-one but with her. We've just had this relationship and she loves all that, you know, stuff that we do together. So I, I've kept her and it's just the one thing that always ha happens. She's been my client forever. And, um, but I do not ever, ever, ever engage with people with an open-ended um, kind of uh, uh relationship there's always you're buying this package it's going to be this many weeks or this many months and this is how we're going to work and this is where it's going to end after that yes you can upsell you can offer further further uh further support okay um okay uh next one is a mistake that people make when they don't um look at creating correct value and a system is they keep it all inside their heads right keeping it all inside your head is the worst thing you can do because you're making it all about you and it's not about you, it's about the people that you're going to help, okay? So keeping it all inside your head and saying, it's too hard to write a book, it's too hard to create a program, oh, it takes too much work, I'm too busy with clients, I'm too busy um, growing my business. Well, you know what? You're going to be busy uh, um, and you're not going to have the lifestyle or the life dream that you, um, you know, signed up to be a business owner, um, you know, and to create the freedom that you, you actually started your business to create. If you keep it all in your head and you don't create systems and you don't actually package yourself up, um, people are going to miss out. So you're going to help less people than you can possibly help um, because one-on-one, -on -one, it's so limited. It's exhausting, you guys. So get over yourself and share your wealth of information. Some people love it. Some people will hate it. You know, it's better to polarize people and have true fans than to actually um, uh, try to be liked by everybody. You know, oh, I'm not going to say the wrong thing. I better not be like this. I better be like that. Do what you, what you want. So um, say how you want to say it. If they don't want it, just say no thank you. There will come a day you're going to say no to people that are not suited to your business. I said no to two people wanting to work with me last week. Why? Why? Because they were not my people. I recognized them. I recognize them because they were just um, 
messy and um, uh, came with me with half a job done and um, and I'm like, no, I'm not working with this. This is going to be way more work than I help if I help five of my ideal clients. So why would you do that? Don't waste your time because you want to focus on you know uh, the the dream clients. You want to search for them. And I swear to God, use your freaking diary that I created and says dream client description. You describe your ideal client, your no dickheads policy, and say da 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 dot points right here, all here, all dream client description. Okay, I'm a bit fired up. To <laughs> Okay, next. Uh, last one, last one, I promise. Um, <laughs> I've been up since 4 a.m. Okay, uh, the last mistake people make is they try to do it all alone. So trying to do it all alone is a recipe for going to the grave nice and early. Okay, so, um, so don't do it all alone. I know it's scary as shit putting someone on to help you, a virtual assistant, a personal assistant, uh, hiring someone to help you with your marketing, all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so, um, so please, 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 one person at a time, one person to help with this, one person, and just get used to that level of having stuff and outsourcing. Um, you know, get a cleaner for your house when you can, not too early. I did that too early and it's like, come on, I'm the, I need to reinvest my business, keep cleaning your house, come back to the cleaner later on. So over time you just get used to, but don't do it on your own because you'll get become overwhelmed, it's not gonna be worth it, and you'll just go get a J-O-B. Oh, that's me guys for Monday, mo Monday morning, hang on, Monday afternoon. I hope you've enjoyed this live with Nat. Um, I know I got a little bit fired up. Tell me what your aha moments were and I'm going to come back to you next week. I'll tell you, I already planned on my flight what I was going to talk about next Monday. Mm -hmm. Okay, 90% of what you do should be for free will be the topic for next Monday. We're going to talk about goodwill marketing. Boom, I'm out of here. I've got to go and chill out for a bit. Bye, guys. Smash it out.